up, what's up, what's good? You are rocking with the best. It is Wednesday at 6 p.m. and you know what that means. It is Conversations with Comedians, bringing comedy to the conversation. I am your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett. And as always, I am joined in the lab by the Duke of Comedy, Mr. T. Hawkins. Yo, 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 what up, though? What's good, Terrence? Maintaining the same brain, trying to remain the same. But it's a shame how these suckers keep trying to change the game. That's a rap lyric. That's my that's my no, uh, I'm a Google that. Google it. I'm a Google that. Google it. I'm a Google that. Google it. I'm a Google that. Don't nobody also, say that but me. We also giving a shout out. She is on her way in the voice of intimacy, Miss T Gray. So definitely once she gets in, you wanna do you wanna bestow us with a happy, happy Wednesday? Nah. Come on, man. Try nah. it. Try it. I promise I won't dime you out. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. I'm tell her that you messed her shit up. After you said you wasn't going to die me out. I'm a liar. Listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liar. Tell that right now. But then, you, but then you told me to do it. I'm a liar. But I'm going to tell you right now, man. <laughs> you, you really and truly did your absolute worst on that. And I want to uh, extend my heartfelt condolences to your family. Because <laughs> when she comes in here, she is going to murder you for messing her stuff. I didn't even mess it up this time. Yes, you did. What no, do you I mean didn't. this time? No, I didn't. Oh, yes, you did. Sometimes I, when I normally do it, I over-exaggerate, but I didn't even exaggerate anything. You read that joint. I did not. All right, try it one more time. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because you, cause you Anybody gonna who does something good. Then you're going to snitch twice. I'm not like, going to snitch. Like, like, whatever, though. You just did said, I not just say I you said, snitch? You said that the last time, and then you said, I'm going to snitch as soon as you get in here. Dude's from Dale City. Touche. Well played. Yo, man, this conversation with comedians on NLGradio.com. We have got a very, very interesting show for you today. Wow, the the Stephen A. Smith saga. Mm. Mm. That, uh, you, Hold you, up, how about how about how about the multiple Karen extravagances that's been going man, on? Man, what I'm gonna tell you right now, man. <laughs> People can say whatever it is they want to, man. And I know this is gonna be controversial, but I really don't care. I think the one of the best things that ever happened to America was Donald Trump being president. Wow. Because finally the masks come off. Okay. I I I, I touche. I, the masks I, I, I'll give you that. Come one. off. Terrence uh, uh Thomas Jefferson said that the freedom of liberty has to be uh shaken by the blood of patriots every now and then. That's what he said. I will adapt it to this situation. Every now and then, it takes a rock being thrown into a crowd to find out who it hits. And to me, that rock was the orange-cladded, toupee-wearing, grab-you-in-the-vagina president, Donald J. Trump. It's the truth, man. He is really and truly shaking this thing up to a point where... <laughs> Grab him in the vagina. No, <laughs> it's the truth, man. I'm, I'm just being real, dog. Like, the vaginal pocket. Like, come on, man. Real, real talk. We always knew that it was out there. The racism, all of that stuff. We always knew it. But they always tried to make black people seem like they were tripping. They were holding on to the past. It ain't like that no more. Uh, uh, what, what does white America say? We're open to having a conversation. 
And I'm trying to figure out what conversation with who. Thank you, because for for the past 400 years, it's who been are they going to converse with? Because for the past 400 years, it's been a monologue. If you ask me, it ain't been a conversation. It's been a monologue, and we've had to sit back and listen to y'all bloviate and and and, 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 and pontificate on how things are not as they seem. Okay. And every time Blovocate. You, every time you turn around. There is another example to let us know that, yes, we have come far, but damn sure not far enough. Because I'm sure you're talking about the young lady, the uh, young lady who was getting chased around Victoria's Secret. Yes. Woo. Everybody wanted them draws that day. <laughs> but 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 not only not only that. Uh, what about the what about the uh, the unidentifiable female that 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 was in Walmart? And blame the uh, this man's for, son. Uh, yeah, for uh, with, with, is for it stealing her phone, phone and, and then her phone? son, yeah. her son shows up with the phone and say, "Oh, mom, you left it in the car." Mm -hmm. Then the man goes, "Well, won't you just apologize?" She told him to go f himself. <laughs> There's your apology. Go There's f your yourself. Apology. Go thumb yourself. That is, I'm telling you, man. When I, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing. Also, like I said earlier, the Stephen A. Smith thing. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Let's woo. not even get into that. Yeah, Just man. let yeah, them know man. what we're going to be talking about. We got a wonderful guest coming on the yes, show. Yes, we have got. Sister. Yes. Hope Flood. Yes, the birthday girl. Her birthday was a couple of weeks ago, so happy belated birthday to Hope Flood. There you go. Definitely can't wait to get her on the Cancer's line. Cancer's in the building. Ask her some questions, you know, just talk to her, pick a brain, see See what what life post quarantine is like for Miss Flood. She's doing a lot of good stuff. She's selling jewelry. She has a little uh, jewelry I need line. To start going. selling some jewelry, man. From where? Where you gonna get jewelry from? I can stuff? make some stuff now. Now you're making I gotta, stuff. No, I gotta see in wood shop. I can. I can. So you can make wooden jewelry. It's the thought that. Counts. Nah, nah, bro. Ain't nobody buying no wooden jewelry. It's the thought that counts. Right. Yes, they would. No, they wouldn't. If I was no, they would not. <laughs> you see how, man? This is exactly why you can't Ooh. share your dreams with people. Ooh, that wasn't that, a dream. That is a dream. That was a, that was a stare off in the space. You cannot share your dreams with people. Look, man, this conversation with comedians on NLGRadio.com. <laughs> right now, we are about to give you some uh, Dark Man X. We're about to definitely get into it with him. Man, I still miss DMX, man. I still miss Damn, Earl! I still miss All right, Conversation with Comedians on NLGRadio.com. We will be back uh, with the comedy quote and also getting into our all jokes aside. Like she was 11 with curves, girlfriend. What? Remember me from way back? I'm the same cat with the wave cat that my fucker at TNT used to play. That. Still here, so it's all good. Oh, you know my niggas rich and them doing their thing on 35th day. It's a small hood and it's all wood, so let me get that number. I get up, I right? hit you on the jack later on, see what's up. Talking to Shorty made me wanna do something nice. What? Looking at that ass made me wanna do something tonight. Uh. And I know right when I see right. Shorty looking like she tight, she bite. Better give a nigga the green light. We'll take my games are being played. It's on till it's gone, then I got to know that Is you with me or what? They gon' try to get me enough Just cause hundreds wanna give me the buck, buck Life of games are being played, how's it doing that? It's on till it's gone, then I got to know that Is you with me or what? 
shorty like what you need, what you want. Want for nothing, cause I got you, but you front. I see you with your baby father, but it don't matter. Since you gave me the pussy, that ass is getting fatter. Let that nigga play daddy, make moves with me. I done kept it more than real, boo. Can't lose with me. Dirty smacked you, cause you said my name when y'all was sex. Ran up on this cat, he thought was me and started flexing. You know I ain't even with that. He gon' have to get that just on TV. Tried to creep me? What? That nigga sleepy. Run a strength for you, and that's your kid's daddy. I ain't gon' send him on his way, put him up in that big caddy. But let him know. Never mind, yo, I need you to go. Take the snow up to 150 C. Joe, get that. Come back with that, and we can split that. Sit back. Fuck, fuck for L, forget that. Whatever that. games are being played, how's it doing down? It's on till it's gone, then I got to know now. Cause you with me, you what? Nigga, I'm trying to give me enough. It going down by Dark Man X DMX. People always acted like DMX was so hard. DMX had a soft side. He really and truly did. Really? He did. How's it going down? He's pretty much saying, Bitch, explain to me how it's going down. And oh, for the songs, and I got the new now. That's the soft side. That's the soft side, man. I felt that. You song. could not listen to DMX prior to going to a job interview. That's not true. Bullshit. That is not true. You will not get the DMX, job. DMX, to me, outside of Tupac, DMX was probably the most emotional, emotionally vulnerable rapper we've ever had in hip-hop. Outside of Tupac Shakur. DMX. No. Who? Who is more emotionally vulnerable than Tupac and DMX in the history of hip-hop? Now, for all, Cool J. for all of our conversation with LL cool listeners, this is the same man who said that the Bronx is not the mecca of hip-hop. LL Cool J. What emotional song did LL Cool J ever have that compares to Tupac and DMX? Quick. Quick. Roundway Girl. That is not emotional. I want to eat you like a cookie when I see you walk. Ain't shit emotional about that. Ain't that, nothing emotional about that. Have you ever had a cookie? 
Yes, I've had a cookie. A good cookie. Ain't nothing emotional about that. Now I have. I remember back in the day with Toll House. Now Toll House. Now, now, now you trying to now you trying to pontificate. Ain't nothing uh, emotional about telling a girl you want to eat her like a cookie when you see her walk in your rayons. No, maybe even dinner. It Sim. really don't matter as long as you're in them. That, you can break hearts and manipulate minds. Now you, now you with it. Now you, I you feel am the not emotional over that. But you want to know what is emotional? What? Lord, give me a sign. Have you ever been in a dark that's, place? That's that's emotional. Yes. Speaking of which, to the comedy quote about Lord, give me a sign. This week's comedy quote quote comes from comedian Fredo Davis. He says, no matter what you do in this game, you make sure you put God first and God will take you everywhere you got to go. I think that is very, I think that is very pertinent and I think that is very uh, appropriate for what's going on in the world today. Now, when you listen to that quote, I do not want anybody who heard that quote to get hung up on the word or the name God. Because a lot of people will get when you whenever you bring up God, they immediately switch to religion or they switch to you trying to make this a spiritual thing or a religious thing or you're trying to convert them. No, I believe inherently everybody believes in a power that is greater than them that guides their footsteps. I do not believe for a second that's that we are conceited or vain enough to believe that we're here by our own admission and our own volition and our own power so if you want to say god you want to say the universe you want to say the creator whoever you need to put your faith in something that is greater than you because this thing called life is a myriad of just trials and tribulations and you have to find yourself trusting and resting in something that is greater than you to carry you through situations that you don't even know are about to happen. I believe everybody in life knows that there are challenges that are going to come. However, you don't know the depth of those challenges and you definitely don't know the length or how long they're going to last. But the one thing that you can bank on is that your faith in whatever entity, whatever you may call him, will see you through, especially in something like the comedy game. I've only been in it for a little bit, and I have seen some treacherous things already. Terrence, you've been in it twice as long as I have, so I know you got some stories. I do. And... But at the end of the day, and you know we, we're not religious at all because religious means you do, religious is nothing more than a synonym of habitual. It means you do something over and over and over and over. You religiously go to work. You religiously pay your bills. You religiously do that. It has nothing to do with your spiritual man or your spirit man at all. So I don't want people to think that, oh, conversations with comedians have gone religious with comedians. Nah, we still the same heathens. But at the uh, end of the speak day, for yourself there, uh, <laughs> Jack Wagon. We're still the same heathens. But one thing we do know is that there is a spirit that leads us that we have to trust and have faith in, especially when it comes to the situations in life and in this game in particular that have brought us to this point. Um, 
So I definitely want to encourage any comedians out there, but not just comedians, but people, period. Because life is a game and you play to win. Whomever you choose to put your faith in, it has to be greater than you. And when you put your faith in something or someone greater than you, you will always find yourself where it is you need to be. So I can't do it as good as the matriarch does on the show, but I tried my best. It was better than Terrence's attempt for a happy Wednesday. I will say that. Yes, T. Gray, he messed your happy Wednesday all up. He thought I wasn't going to tell him. I told you I wasn't going to tell him, I but I lied. Listening. Most of the time, I'm tuned Listen. in and I'm listening, but I decided to go ahead and sit it out and just let y'all do let, y'all let thing. Me, let, me, let me come to my own defense. <laughs> what? what? Doug is a piece of shit. I'll be there. Oh, Doug, I'll be goes, there. Doug goes out of nowhere. Um, We're going to give it up for Matriarch, who's running a little late. Terrence, do you want to try? And I was like, nah, I'm good. He's like, nah, go ahead. I won't tell. So I go, hey, hey, happy Wednesday. He go, oh, you jacked it up, and I'm snitching. I'm like, what? What I hear from that story pretty much is that. I swear you, to God, lie. You, you fall for peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that you were pretty much. That's pretty much what I heard because if you because what I'm hearing from you is that you knew you couldn't. You're not even my peer. Level. You've done it. What I'm saying, what I'm hearing from you is you knew you couldn't have done it on her level, yet and still you allowed someone. It's hers. At the end of the day, keep God first. Lord, and he will mercy. lead you to where it is you need to go. <laughs> Terrence didn't do that. And he got led down a, a path of degradation. He so, so, so you so tell me. So can I chime in? Huh? Can I chime in? Come on. For just. For just for just one second. First off, hey hey, happy Wednesday! There you go. There we are officially started. Oh, but since I missed the quote, you guys, I do want to chime in on that quote and why I chose it and why it was so important to me. Um, first things first. When I was going trying to decide what the quote was going to be, I was actually going to go with the George Lopez. That's where I was going to start. And George Lopez quote was so. Uh, in the bane of the same thing about being faithful to your craft and having a firm understanding and where you should go, where you shouldn't go. And it brought me back around to Fredo Davis. And so a lot of people who don't know Fredo Davis, Fredo travels internationally with major hype. He's his feature. Aside from traveling internationally with major hype, he's also a very prominent comedian in his own right. He's a mega producer in his own right. He's produced for, um, oh God, what's the little man name? I can't even think of. My co-host in here doing something crazy. Anyway, no, it's Doug. Doug is a piece of shit. <laughs> like, like, like on hey, four Lil levels. Lil Duval, that's who. That's who it was. Lil Duval, absolutely. But he's he's produced mega specials just, and then has done a lot. But that quote actually comes from the interview that I had with Fredo, and that was the advice that he imparted onto me. Mm. And I think that that is just advice for any and everybody. And that's whether you believe in God or not. Still put that nigga first. What? <laughs> did you, you just nigga God? Did you nigga God? Did she just give God did. an ethnicity? Did she give God an ethnicity? First off, wholeheartedly. My God is black. 
My, my God is black. Wholeheartedly gave God an ethnicity. Oh, my God is black. His wait. son had olive skin and hair like wool. Y'all seen his mama? Wait, Mary didn't have that. So, so, in <laughs> other words, your God is the one that was on JJ Evans' wall. Yes. On good times. Yes. I'm telling okay. you right now, there that is something about hood spirituality that just makes it so relative. <laughs> Listen to me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you put that nigga first. And everything. You're like, what? Everything. What yes. did you just say? Put that nigga put first. Put that nigga first. Like, um, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. 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 All right. That's like the brother that was uh, on Vlad TV explaining himself about the Chinese rapper that keeps saying. Oh, Charleston White. Dogged him. Hey, that brother needs to be put on somebody's soapbox Man. daily. I can listen to him every day. I'm going to tell you the funny thing about listening to old cats like Charleston White is. They truly do say stuff with their chest. That joker said, hey, look at him, homie. That's what he do, homie. I'm like, why is his chest out like that? And you you hit me. You going to die, homie. You going to die. He was with it. He was with the shits. He was with it. He carries around toilet paper because he is with the shits. He is with it for real. But speaking of which, that is a great segue, man. A lot has happened in the media, man, especially in in the sports realm my man Stephen a smith has found himself in some hot water for no reason his water is not hot for no reason it's not hot of course it's not because he apologized y'all get over it he what do you mean get over it what do you mean get over it because wait 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 got him in hot water the people who are so concerned about what he said when he was not wrong leave the man alone oh Stephen A. Smith mouth do get out of control sometimes. Key word sometimes. in that is sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, some because this is not one of them <laughs> times. All of the time. This is not I but this ain't all, one of them. All of the time is the majority thing. of the time. Okay, but this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't but it. See, like we there are other things that Stephen A. Smith could get in yeah. trouble for. But this one, I, I honestly believe, man, we have gotten way too sensitive in America, period. It's crazy. It's almost like people people want to take offense instead of taking the time to understand. That's some good water, ain't it? Don't do that. It's, it's okay. It's That's not a yes, detox yes, smoothie. It's okay. Don't it do sure that. ain't no detox. So I'm a little bit particular because purified water is not my fave. So it's okay. You, you like but the I alkaline. You. you like the alkaline, don't you? I'm more of a spring water kind of gal, but thank you. But like I said, man, we, you know, it, it's crazy because... <laughs> We, I feel like people take offense before they take time to understand where you're coming from. Like, it, it's crazy nowadays where... Where was that same energy when when when, a, when Ahmaud, Ahmaud Aubrey was getting dealt with? Where was that same energy when George Floyd was getting dealt with? Where are these people that had everything negative to say about him... Just speaking his mind, but it's not like he. This I, I think this is the thing that gets me the most with people taking offense to what Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith said. It's like pay attention to what he was saying and and not what you want to hear and what you want to peel from. It reminds me of what my mom used to say. My mom used to say, "Doug, I could say fifteen positive things about you, but you'll remember that one negative thing I said." 
Oh, that's still to today, and, mom. And, and it's not even so much. And it's not even so much about the negative thing. It's just the fact of how you dissect it. People don't want to pay attention. He spent the majority of that segment literally praising and lauding Shohei Otani. He's the real deal. He's a gifted player. He's the truth. All of that stuff. Did you all tell the people what he said for those who don't know? Oh, I was about to get to it. Oh, okay. A whole impatient. lot of explaining and don't nobody know what you're talking about. Impatient. How impatient can you be? I'm just merely making the point that merely there's a lot of discussion about what he said, yet the audience, for those who might not be tuned in, still have no clue what was said. So it's a lot of explaining, a lot of helping you to understand, but you didn't give them A. You already on C, D, and E. That's just a kind Doug, of Doug, stop with A. Let's go to let's go back to A. What did he say? I didn't even know we was doing the alphabet. <laughs> I didn't even know that now. Go to A, Doug. Okay, well A stands for A. All right, what he was doing was <laughs> Stephen A. Smith got on there and he said that the issue with uh, the lack of popularity in baseball is that the number one guy in baseball, as talented as he is can turn off American viewers because he has an interpreter, basically saying that they may not be able to understand or fully grasp what he's saying. And I don't disagree. At all. At all. Because I'll put it to you this way. We are, we are, we're from the military. I've lived in seven different countries. You've lived in a few different countries. The first thing that they tell you is learn the language and learn the customs and courtesies so you can fit in over there. Why is that? Why is what he said depicted as anti-Asian or Asian hate when all he's saying is that the game is called baseball. For Christ's sake, the nickname is called America's Pastime. Past Absolutely. You're supposed to ingratiate yourself with, like every with the, other, culture with the culture of where you are. Every other foreign player, like when you look at the NBA, you got Luka Doncic. English. He speaks English. Chris Porzingis Speaks English. Nicholas Batum, Rudy Gobert, Tony Parker. All of them are foreign-born players. And they all, and they speak, all speak the English. good king's Manu English. Manu Ginobili is a foreign-born player and spoke perfect English. Hidu Turkoglu. Yes. was from Turkey. So why is it so... Why is that so incendiary what he said when we all know it's a factual thing? Because he was a black man on the top of his game speaking his mind. And because this Asian hate thing is so prevalent, they took an opportunity to take the shot right at Stephen A. Smith. Here was their opportunity. Oh, the nigga just slipped up. We can get him. And they just jumped dead on it. And, and let me go ahead and preface this once again for all the ignorant viewer, listeners out there. No one on this set is an advocate for anti-Asian propaganda or Asian hate. You cannot be a people who have been the focal point of so much hatred mm. and the focal point of so much disdain and be a proponent of somebody else. Where's what, that energy? But what we are saying is it's just funny to me how agendas sort of get pushed whenever African Americans seem to get traction with things that have been plaguing our community forever. 
Because I don't see how you can have, and I did this research yesterday. Do you realize that in every major city in America, there's a Chinatown? Every last one of them. 50 of them. I don't see how, and I, let me. I'm, I I'm, can. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, though. Go ahead. Because, because the unidentifiables are attached directly to them. You understand? They're Asian. So the only thing they can do is try to make them the next step. We not going. They trying to get. We gaining so much momentum in getting our views heard and, and, and getting our needs met to where they like, damn, we're, we're, we're losing ground. So we got to do something to give it a diversion. So the unidentifiable say, hey, throw the Asians in there. We're going to th we're going to throw in the anti-Asian hate bill. And I just, I mean, I like, mean we don't want to monopolize the conversation, T. Gray. What do you think? What's your thought process? And let's make sure that we do respect our Asian listeners. Let's make sure we do that. I'm just saying, let's just be for real about this. It just, I, it just seems to me, it just seems crazy. What do you think? So I feel like we've kind of gotten off the main subject. The main subject was, Stephen a. was Smith. whether or not Stephen A. Smith is what right, wrong, deserves to be ostracized for what he says, his personal opinions, what have you. Um, I don't believe that this time he should. I believe that there are so many opportunities for people to voice their opinion, how they feel, and that us as a society need to start respecting that. Stephen A. Smith gave his valid opinion which a lot of people agree with you can't very well be the face of an american sports team to a point where people can't understand you now if i have a translator uh that translation could be misconstrued it could be absolutely wrong We've seen people fake that shit all the time, especially yeah, people who do sign language and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't know what you're really she signing up or getting in. into. And when Stephen A. Smith said, hey, I know I'm going to get backlash, but this is why I feel what I feel. Not taking anything away from the type of player that he was, from the type of, for the potential that he has, for what he can do for the sport. He's none of that. And I don't think it was done in a malicious way. I don't think he was meaning to degrade the man or anything to that effect. So I think that people who are feeding into it and who are blowing it way out of proportion, they do need to go sit down somewhere. Because this is the one time, if any, that Stephen A. Smith was not wrong. When you look at American sports and you look at who the franchise players are, you look at the who of the, the faces of whatever yes. the, the team, NBA, NFL, all of that hockey i don't care what it is even when people do post-game interviews don't you want to understand what they say people ain't even want shaq talking and shaq speaks bare bare minimum english <laughs> you know what i'm saying but but that's the reality so if you're going to be the face hey there 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 i feel like there should be some rules that come along with it are you telling me to put As uncomfortable. I, I think I, honestly, <laughs> I think what she Grace said honestly was, and and she's a very articulate speaker. But I think the way she put that was probably one of the most elegant things I've heard. Because the truth of the matter is, he did not say anything incendiary. He did not. And that's the part that's getting me. 
and and she's right. We did kind of deter off on it a little bit, but I think it's it's the it's the it's the sum of a greater whole when it's just like, where is this coming from? Where 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 why is there such a why is there such a need to always put a face or villainize somebody? Because you know what, as a society, we have not grown. We have not matured. We are literally taking steps backward. As a society, we a shitty diaper on a baby. That's where we are. Shitty diaper on a baby. Shitty diaper on a baby. We have not learned to crawl, learned to walk. We haven't gone through puberty. We haven't made it out of high school. We haven't grown up. We haven't gotten married. We haven't had kids. We we have not matured as a society, period. The only thing we successfully do is put this Benjamin Button mentality on everything that we think and everything that we are. So that every time Benjamin Button mentality, make it make it plain. We old but we're babies we're Mm -hmm. old but we look and act and walk as children it's absolutely ridiculous that this is what we're doing this this is baby shit this is that nit that nitpicking that that oh you can't have this can't have that can't say this can't have that it's whiny crying if you really dumb this shit down it's whiny crying shitty diaper baby behavior as a society this is what this is where we are no, and you, and this like, is where we are, and it's sad. It's amazing how, in one sense, she goes from elegant into the next sense. We are a baby with a shitty diaper. Because we are. No, because look at it how every you can't say nothing. Everything is a you can't say nothing. It reminds me of what Patrice. I really wish I I had pulled that up where Patrice O'Neill, God rest his soul, was going back and forth with this uh, feminist on Fox News talking about just the lack of sensitivity, the uh, not the lack of sensitivity, the oversensitizing of mm-hmm. the way things are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because it's like every time you turn around. Somebody is taking offense to something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's just amazing to me that we live in this world where everybody and, and and it reminds me of what somebody said. These are like first world problems. These are first world problems. Y'all gonna hate me for saying this, but I'm gonna go ahead and get it oh, off my chest. Lord, whenever <laughs> somebody preface their statement with "Watch this," y'all check gonna this hate out, me or no offense. For saying this, and this is totally the views of T. Gray alone. These are not the views of oh conversations with comedians. I know it's about to be bad now. I know it's about to be bad. She done separated people, herself from the group. Yo, people didn't start getting so sensitive until the LGBTQs oh, no, in did. the late 80s, early 90s started on their shit. And that's... it. it Y'all don't want to hear it. I don't care. Black folks, we wasn't on it. We was unfortunately comfortable in our suppression. Asians, <laughs> Asians wow. wasn't comfortable. We comfortable. I said unfortunately comfortable. Wow. <laughs> um, Asians, right Asians we were comfortable. No, no feathers or we anything. We were comfortable. We're I was never. I was we're never comfortable. I'm we're telling you, right now. they started it. to start showing up early. So we can start screening what the hell it no, is. Yes. No, that's the truth. I don't care if you don't agree. That's fine. It's, it's not my about opinion. not agreeing. You the reality of it is that they started their movement. And ever since then, everybody has had to be sensitive about everything. 
everything. Wow. You can't say wow. nothing to nobody Listen. about nothing. Listen. You can't. And it started there. You might not agree with it, but it started there. Even now, if you fast forward to now, say something about a you, transgender you male winning theory. a contest in a female sport. Say, say, I dare you to say something about how somebody who's been a man for 30 or 40 years with man muscles, man balls, man testicles, now he's a woman and he's beating all the women out the sport. And it's not a problem. Balls and female te- like, I'm Listen. she had the specific man there, balls. There are, there are female balls. There's I'm female telling balls. you Titty balls. that it, it, it Kitty sounds balls. maybe a little bit whatever, but there's somebody who's going to agree with it. That's where this started. That's when the level of sensitivity increased. That's where it began where you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't joke about this. People who are, we, we talk to comedians. We give games to new comedians. Is not the stage for a comedian a place that you should be able to say whatever it is that you want, talk about whatever you want, but you can't say this joke. You can't tell that joke. You're going to be hurting these people's feelings. You're going to offend them. Don't say this. Don't say that. What happened to the good old days where you could just sling your racial slurs, tell your jokes, and have a good time? Eddie, things, Eddie things. Griffin said it best. Two things. One, I want to thank you for that. Seriously. That was great. And the second thing. If this happens to be our last show, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish the camera was that up. We love y'all and we thank you for the support. Uh, yeah, Eddie Griffin said what? I just wanted to put that out. No, nah, he he was just saying how how it was when he was just a comedian, right? When he was when he was just a comedian before he became uh, uh, an actor, mm. and and him dealing with Bill Cosby and Bill Cosby oh. Te- oh. Te- telling him oh, how don't to say that. Don't no, no, that. no! Literally telling him how to own the script and be, mm-hmm. be you. I remember that in the, right. So when he was talking to Vlad about that, it, it, it kind of takes me back to that. When he when he said when he was a comedian, he said whatever the fuck he wanted to say when he wanted to say it. But then he became a comedic actor. Now he's got other things that he has to consider when he speaks now. Other things he has to consider when he's doing his act outs. So are you saying? So are you saying? Um, let's let's circle it back around, because we all acknowledge that Stephen A. Smith's profile is considerably higher now than it's ever been. Like mm-hmm. he is the highest paid. I'm trying to count your pockets, there, Stephen A. But they put it on blast in black and white. He is the highest paid media sports personality out there. Like Stephen A. Smith makes more than head coaches in the NBA and NFL. Mm -hmm. Is it safe to say that the higher your persona goes, the more you have to be cognizant about what you do and what you say? Mm -hmm. And it actually makes you more of a target? Mm -hmm. Remember Belly? You're going to be under... Do you all remember that movie Belly? All kinds of screwing. Yes. 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 Remember when... uh, Dark Man X and Nas was was getting money down in Omaha. Yeah. And my man came out yeah, the barbershop. Like yeah, I don't like that. Don't eating like that, that banana. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like, that. like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And, and this is that I don't like that moment. So you think people are come targeting Stephen A. Smith because he is risen? Every. I make this sound like the Messiah. He every. Risen, every. So I'm gonna tell you all. I don't think that he's targeted because he's risen. <laughs> I don't. So what? So what, what do you don't. think? What do you think? All of this I is coming think from? It's not about who said it. I think it's the subject matter. I think it's simply because here's this person who, although translation is not a disability, 
but that's the way it's looked at and you can't say nothing about the man who can't speak no english because remember you can't say nothing remember Mm. when uh ray rice was going through what he was going through and and domestic violence was a real hot button right i remember this stephen a smith got suspended for this he said on national on air on first take he said but we also need to bring attention to the females and stop instigating the because a lot of people when it came to the Ray Rice thing they immediately went to Ray Rice and his assault and we are not advocating domestic violence. Hmm. I mean, but y'all football players, football but, but, players but, do but be knocking was, bitches but out. Though. But, but everybody, everybody <laughs> fails to realize. Everybody skipped over the Why fact is it that just football his players? wife or fiance had struck him in the elevator. Prior to him hit, and that's what led Stephen A. Smith to say what he said. And then I remember Michelle Beadle, who is a victim of domestic violence, came out and said, "Oh, so according to Stephen A. Smith, victims are at fault for getting victimized." And so, as a result of it, he got suspended. He came on the next day, apologized, and got suspended. But what he said was factual because if you've ever been in certain situations, there are individuals out there who will instigate. And then turn victim. So, like the white lady who fell out in Victoria's Secret? Ah, we so, talked about that earlier. I'm going to be quite honest. And I'm probably the only female who will, don't mind saying this on air, in public. Lord whatever have the mercy. Case. But <laughs> if I, as a female, square up with a dude, then I feel like I've already accepted the responsibility of whatever's going to come. So either I need to be totally capable of beating this dude or I need to keep my hands in my pockets. Mm. I know that a lot of women do hit men, but I feel like if I had a son, I'm going to teach my son. If she hit you, hit her back. Somebody hit you. Hey, somebody hit you. Let me interject. Uh, Let me, let me, I said, if I had a son. Cause me. my mother, I'm gonna tell you what my mother, you. I'm gonna tell you what my mother told me. Hey, hit her, hit my her mother, back. My mother said, "Baby, you don't let no, you you don't hit a woman. Don't ever hit a woman it's unless unless she hits you like she wants to get hit back." That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, so if I as a if so I if as you a get female, a little if I hit a dude, you get a little slap. You could take a slap. If she draw back. And and cock and knock your glasses loose. That's ground. Scrapping. That's ground. But see, that's what it's I'm scrapping. saying. But it. But where, where do and, and going back to the Stephen A. Smith thing, where do facts and truth come into? Aren't they the same? No, they're not. No, they're not. So truth is more subjective. Facts are something that you. The can truth do. is that that man can play that game. But the fact is, he we don't want your translator speaking for you. He can't speak the language. And, and and when I say we, I mean the American people. And for all the people who are saying something about Stephen A. Smith, they the same ones who don't want to sit and listen to the translator either. They don't. They don't. And that's the reason why I said where does fact and truth come into play? I don't see because nobody deaf playing any professional sports. Where they at? You think they can't? You think guy yeah, that no, don't no. don't push out some dynamic players? Where do you see them in a professional sports realm? You don't see them. Wonder why? No communication. Because they deaf. That's why. Because they got people who have to talk for them, sign for them, understand them. That's why they're not there. 
That doesn't mean that they're not fantastic. Doesn't mean that there's not some players who've gone up in this process who could probably murder some of these dudes on the field or on the on the court or whatever. It's the reality. It's effed up. Yes, it is. Should we be more sensitive? Probably. But the reality is people who are sports watchers, sports goers, who are into this for real, that's not what you want to see on your team. It's I, just not. I just, when it comes down to it, man, and like I said, I, once again, on behalf of Conversations with Comedians, we are not advocating for domestic violence. We're not advocating for any type of of violence or hatred or anti-speak towards any group of people. The funny thing about it is black people don't even uh, 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 advocate for anti-things against the society that has held them down. Yeah. We really don't. Yeah. And like that like that and that's the reason why even going even further and I know people are like, "Oh, y'all are really going to bat for Stephen A Smith." It's not like we're It's going not to, about It's him. not about Stephen A Smith. It's about the society as a whole saying, "All right, are we going to take time? Are we going to always take offense? Yes. Or are we going to take time mm-hmm. to understand what a person is saying before we crucify them?" Because the one thing that I've realized is people don't want grace until they need it. Man. People do not want grace until they need it. Everybody wanted to everybody wanted to sit up here and 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 take Stephen A. Smith out and eviscerate him and everything like that. But who in this world has not been misunderstood? Hmm. Who in this that world has is not been why misunderstood? PR is such a booming business. Because the reality of it is we have to pay people to tell us what to say. Grown adults. We have to pay people. You usually have to tell guide us your child what to on say, what to say and what not to how say. How to say it, when to say it, when not to say it. You got to be careful being at home in your bathtub butt naked about what you say. Because what if the gardener's outside the window? You said it in your bathroom while you was alone. Oh, my God. But it got out. Mm. Conversations with comedians on NLGradio.com. Bringing comedy to the conversation. That was our all jokes aside portion. Mm. And there was nothing funny about that. At all. At all. At but all. one thing I do realize is this. And Terrence and I have come to this realization. You are required to show up 15 minutes early so we can start screening what the hell it is you're going to say before you come up in this joint swinging for the fences. First of all, you will never get me in here to screen what I'm going to oh, say. I'm flying off the cuff like everybody else. Oh. You're getting oh, my 100% true thought process. See, we don't fly off the cuff. Is it not the great Doug Bennett? The third who doesn't want to discuss our topics ahead of time because you want that real thought, you want that real reaction in that real time. This is what I'm giving you, baby. You getting what you asked for. Power check. Yes. Come on, love T. It. Come on, T. Love it. Happy Wednesday, motherfuckers. Hey. Hey, why you bring the whole stuff? Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 My name is Hell Queens. I heard about your man, he like the late sugar cream. Don't shake up on a mosquito with Donna jeans, but it slipped up. He threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains with rocks. Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot. Making love, Duke is weak, then he falling asleep. You on the phone with your old peeps, dying to creep between my sheets. So what you got Chanel on your feet? Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete. Uh.
cousin Chris Dow got a Mac and funny style. He ain't watching you, he'd rather watch his money pal. Can't protect treasures when it's in a glass house. Soon as he turn the corner, I'ma turn that turn out full blow. Putting in the six with the chrome, yo B. Why you leave your honey all alone with me? Just because you blessed with cash doesn't mean your honey won't let me finesse that. You see, the moral of the story is a woman need love. The kind your so-called players never dreamed of. You got to try love, can't buy love. If you play your hand, then it's bye-bye love. I got nothing. 
Don't let the melody intrigue you Cause I'll leave you I'm only here for that green paper with I'm the I'm trying to cop those Colossal size Picassos And have poppy flip coke outside though Got those The end With cash flowing like Sosa And the Latin chick transporting in a chocha Stampeding over prop modes Never sober Flexing Range Rovers Dealing weight by Minnesota Avoiding arcs with camcorders and Chevy Novas Stash in the building with this chick named Alona From Daytona When I was young I want the boner But now I only hit chicks who win beauty passions Tricking and taking me skin at the Aspens uh, Gangsta Mintal Stay popping crystal Pack a black pistol and an act coupe that's dark brown Pinky ringing Gondolas with the man singing Italian music down the river with your chick clinging To my bizzles Player you mad fools Acting hard when you as pussy as RuPaul's Come on Callers, brawlers, we'll be dipping in the bins with the spoilers. On the low from the J in the Taurus. Wanna bumble with the B, huh? Throw a heck yeah. on the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Dressed in all black like the Omen. Have your friends singing this is for my homies. And you know me for making niggas so sick. Lost in my six with the legs on the wrist. If it's murder, you know she wrote it. German Ruger for your ass, bitch, deep throated. Know you wanna feel the rule, cause it's platinum coated. Take your pick, got a firearm, you should've told it. Suck a dick. All that bullshit you kick, play a hatin' from the sideline. Get your own shit. Why you ridin' mine? I'm a good fella, kinda late. Stashed 80s in Mercedes. Puffy, hold me down, baby. Only female in my crew. And I kick shit like a uh, nigga do. Uh, Pull the trigger uh, to uh, fuck you. I've been here skills, crystal still, hot bills in Brazil. About a mill of ice grill, make it hard to figure me. Liquor be kicking me in my asshole. Undercover, Johnny Brass Gold. That's my East Coast girl, the Bentley, the twirl. My West Coast shorty, push the chrome 740, rock red man and naughty. Oh, in my kitty cat, half a brick and gate. In the bra, where's her titties at? And I'm living that whole life we push weight uh-huh. Fuck the state, pen, fuck holes in Penn State Listen close, it's Francis, the praying mantis Attack with the map, my left hand spit Right hand grip on the whip for the smooth getaway Player haters, get away, or my lead will spray Squeeze off till I'm empty, don't tempt me Only to hell I send thee, all about the Benji's Why? Get shot, not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot. The 
flames about to drop on Crap, you bore me. One that grab my dick too lazy, hold it for me. I'm straight that great, bust the head straight and dreads. I'm everlasting, like it's so on pro catch. A tech nine, when I rhyme, plus I climb, word is bond. Your album couldn't fuck with one line. It's been three years since your last year, but now I reappear. Your heart pumps fear to your gut. Did your girl's butt? I scraped it, shaped it, now she won't strut. I smash teeth, fuck your beef, no relief. I step on stage, girls scream. Like I'm Keith You won't be around next year My rap's too severe Kicking bad flavor in your head Here comes a brand new flavor in your head Time for new flavor in your head I'm kicking new flavor in your head Like a brand new flavor in your head Here comes a brand new flavor in your head Time for new flavor in your head 2194 Mad motherfucking hardcore It's my time to burn to explore The flavor in your ear is the boy scout I make outs, I make all the rappers have doubts right. You're fucking right. with the wrong clan and the wrong man That's it, now you got to get your doom split I'm going into my knapsack with my cat Take off my hat, yes I'm just cool like that The dangerous, the ruggedness from the flapper's abyss BLS 97 kiss bastard it I'm gonna live long in this rap game Niggas know my name, yo Puffy Puffy
What's up, what's up, what's up, what's good? You are rocking with the best. It is Conversations with Comedians on MLGradio.com. You know, we had to give you some of that 90s flavor, you know, when hip-hop was golden and everything. Oh, man, I am definitely your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett. And as always, I'm joined in the lab by the Duke of Comedy, Mr. Terrence Hawkins. Yo, 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 what up, dude? And uh, the voice of intimacy, Miss T. Gray. She will definitely be calling in. Uh, she will be coming back in. <laughs> She'll be coming back in. These are like, she done left the show again. No, she done sent her, back done her home. She's coming back in, and we are right now eagerly anticipating the call of our special guest, Miss Hope Flood. She would definitely be calling in. She is the belated birthday girl, so we definitely got to wish her uh, a very happy belated birthday for that. Man, that was a lot to chop up in that first hour, was it not? It was, man. Um, we kind of hit some important topics that really needs to be talked about. Yeah. The Karen, the Karen issue, man, is 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 really, <laughs> is really is really starting to uh, bother me because at it's first starting is starting. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, at first it was just it was other people. It was a whole lot of other people that was getting tampered with, right? Okay. I I caught the train home from Hampton. Uh, over the Memorial Day weekend because I had to work and my wife did not. So she stayed down there and I came back on the train and I had a Karen episode. I'm on a train and they, uh, the conductor comes on the loudspeaker and says, this train is going to be full. No matter what, you're going to have somebody sitting next to you. So please do not put your bags in your seat, put them in an overhead compartment. So I mark my seat with my water in the front back seat pocket in front of me. I get up, use the restroom, go to the snack car to get a snack. I come back. There is a lady sitting in my seat. I clearly asked her. I said, ma'am, that's my seat. That's that's all my that's that's my seat. She goes, the conductor assigned me this seat. Baby, we in coach. There are no assigned seats in coach. I'm letting you know that that's my seat. You can't sit there. You're more than welcome to sit here. She literally said, I'm going to go get the conductor. I said, you can go get Jesus Christ himself, but you're going to get your ass up out of my seat. Over, wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. She debated with you over a seat that you purchased. Yeah. That you had proof that you purchased. Yeah. Well, there are no assigned seats on the train on Amtrak. When you sit in the seat, you're there, Right. So if you get up to go to the restroom or do anything, you should mark your seat. So I left my water in the seat back front, the, the, the seat pocket in front of me just to let her know. So when I came back, I was like, ma'am, my I water. You didn't drink that water when you got back. Nah, I just left it there. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's probably still in the pocket. Oh, okay, I'm just saying. But my deal was is that water. she went off. I just lost my mother and did, 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 and just going off. I'm going to go tell the conductor. And she got real loud and irate. And then she had the nerve to say, you people. She said that. You people think you can do whatever it is you want to do. I was like, no, what that I'm going hilarious. to do. That statement is hilarious coming. Oh, that is hilarious. From a, hilarious. from a Karen. I got Karen on the train, on the Amtrak train. And my wife goes, well, why didn't you videotape it? I didn't even want that kind of negative energy around me. Somebody else could have taped it for all I cared. But when the conductor came back. 
nothing happened. Like the lady just got moved to a whole nother car. I was like, but why do y'all feel entitled that y'all can just do what y'all want to do? It is crazy. Chase that lady around. She was trying to get some panties. Did you see when she pulled out her little free panty coupon? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm just here to get some free panties. And then she put the coupon. I don't that, know. I, I'm just trying to figure know. out, man. Like, it, How desperate are you for them free draws? Like, how desperate are you for them free draws? Bruh, like, women, women have, have days of the week and, and days of the month panties. So, you know what I mean? To get a to get a free pair of panties, that that's that's real that's 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 important for a woman. <laughs> Overdrawn. Yeah, they got they got they got um cycle panties. I know what I'm t- so glad you so in tune with what's important to women. They got granny panties. You I know got what? I got two believable. I got two daughters. So so you know what I'm saying? And they like, no daddy, those are my no, daddy, you can't. No, daddy, those are my. Wait a minute. I could. I'm sorry. I thank God I only have side daughters, because if I had regular daughters and I found and I was doing laundry one day and, and seeing some thongs, thong, oh my God, I'd act like they gonna crack. I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing this to yourself? They Go got, get some full draws. You know, it's girls out here that got panties that say they ain't gonna give them none panties. I don't. Yeah, they got they got names. They got they got days of the week for their panties. I literally give props to any man who raises daughters, especially if he does it by himself. Yeah, if he does it by himself, I give props to any man, any man that raises. Well, give me my props. You didn't raise them. I did. What? Who raised them? Who raised you? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I really. You don't? No. I ain't Tarika and I Tarika and I were in I Hawaii together by ourselves. Why? Cause y'all missed the flight? No. She I came home, got her, and went back to Hawaii. And we were living in Hawaii together. I don't just her and I. I don't think. I woke up every morning, did her hair. How do you do somebody's hair and you don't have none? Bruh, I was twenty something years old and I had hair. And I still have hair. For your information. Just because you bring a curl pattern in here doesn't. Really? Mean. The curl pattern? <laughs> She's the one that brought it up, not me. I didn't notice it. Okay. She brought it up. Huh. What, what did I say? About his, about his curl pattern. Uh, uh, it changes every, uh, every every week when he come up in here. His curl pattern. One day it's count clockwise. Next hey. is counter. Actually, no. That's That's not true. But okay. As we go through some technical difficulties and trying yeah. to get the guests to call in, you all bear with us. Yes. Man, conversations with comedians on NLGradio.com, bringing comedy to the conversation. Man, our program manager, our talent acquisition coordinator, she is working Don't overtime. call me the program manager. That's not me. That's somebody else. She's the talent acquisition. <laughs> I was, I would, I noticed, I, I said both of them. But you put it together like she was no, one and the same. She's the talent acquisition coordinator. She's working her tail off. She's doing her thing. That's why we appreciate T. Gray. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're following us on comic uh, conversations with Alrighty. comedians Alrighty. on Alrighty. IG, okay. uh oh, uh oh, and like always, she comes through. T. Gray is about as thorough as a rent cycle. <laughs> conversations with comedians. 
conversation with comedians on nlgradio.com. We have got our special guest in the building on the phone with us, Miss Hope Flood. What's up, Hope? I was like, I was calling. I was like, it said, uh, the number you have reached. I said, here uh, we uh, go. No, no, oh. Don't do that, Hope. Don't do that, Hope. Don't do that. Oh, you're not going to do it. We, oh. don't that. we don't pay our bills. You ain't going to do that. Oh, I was I was saying a uh, funky finger productions present. Listen, oh, wow. hope don't no, bring that. Hey, don't don't bring the shit. Uh, my name is Clavel. How you doing? Yeah. Don't don't bring the shit with you. Do you have a business card? Bam! Bam! My name is Clavel. That was my job. I ain't gonna lie. That was one of my favorite skits on In Living Yo, Color. Let's go ahead and get this started welcome. first. Happy belated birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So how do you? 25? Oh, Cancerians yeah, 25 in the building. Plus 30. Okay. <laughs> young yes. lady. Young lady. Thank you so much for joining us here on Conversations with Comedians. Apologize about the technical difficulty. I love you. I miss you. I just want to get that part out for anybody saying anything <laughs> thank else. You very much. I love you and I miss you. I, I was like, y'all don't have to tell me y'all don't want to interview me y'all ain't got to change yeah, the phone please. number or give me the wrong number i just want you to know that one of us here loves you very very much and that would be and, me and it I, ain't him and, 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 well, that ain't true we don't want to say that we don't want to put his name out there because doug will get embarrassed so doug, I, I love you too doug <laughs> Oh Thank my goodness. So, much. so you. you have so many fantastic things going on and coming up. Um, one of the things we do like to do here is always give game to new comedians, but you have something going on that goes well above and beyond that. Um, your comics rock convention is coming. Comedians are super excited. Tell everybody about the convention and what it does for all comedians at every level. Thank you so much. Um, the Comics Rock Convention, this is my eighth annual. It's August 29th to September 2nd, uh, 2021, which is this year, in Hotlanta. I usually do it in L.A., but I decided to do it in Atlanta this year uh, because I think that I could get more comedians. It's a little bit more centrally located, and they can come from all over. L.A., you know, it was successful, but L.A., is a, it's, a, it's a ways, it's expensive and everything, so... Um, getting a, a, a lot more people wanting to come. And then Atlanta been open. Atlanta, the pandemic happened in March. They were sh shut down. They were back open in April. So Atlanta right, right. I was like, what y'all got? Y'all ain't got the Rona? Your number's down? The clubs is packed? What is it? Is the Rona past the South? <laughs> yeah, what yeah, happened? Yeah. And so um, in L.A., we just opened back up June 15th. We, I think we're the last state to open. Right. And uh, our numbers, it's a big city, it's a big state, and our numbers were high, and the governor, he cares about us, I guess. Anyway, and then now we got a new strain called Corona. Uh, we, we got a Delta right. uh, virus now out. I said, I said Delta Airlines, they so bougie and stuff, they done came out with their own Corona. And <laughs> now, now American going to get one, Southwest going to get one, and Spirit going to kill your spirit and get one. So Lord everybody get mercy. one. And so I, um, you can, comics can go to comicsrockconvention.com. It's a five-day event. And what I did was take what I've learned in 30 years, what I did and did not learn in 30 years, in my 30 years of comedy, and I put it in workshops and seminars to help comedians to win. Right. And that they don't have to spin their wheels for 30 years trying to figure out 
what they're going to do. Um, it's a it's a convention where it's workshops and seminars. A lot of other festivals, I'm not knocking them, but they only do showcases and things. And that's fine. But we got that. We know how to perform. We know we're funny. But do you know the business of comedy? Do you know that you have other talents and gifts inside of you that you haven't even tapped into? And so that's what the, the Comics Rock Convention is about. Um, so we, it starts off on Sunday, August 29th, and we do a meet and greet, and we do a professional development day where comedians can come and get their headshots done. They can get um, taken. They can get their website, their business card, their electronic press kit done. And so you're prepared. Everything that you need to learn, you will take away from this convention. So that's, um, in, uh, that's on Sunday. And then that evening, I'm doing a purple carpet tribute, awards tribute, and I'm honoring uh, Ricky Smiley for Comedian of the Year. I'm honoring uh, George Wallace for Icon. He's getting the Icon Award. Marsha Warfield is getting, getting the Living Legend Award, and she's going to do her one-woman show oh, wow. that she's been working on in Vegas for uh, over a year. Um, I'm honoring Curtis Jackson, who is he's getting the Visionary Award, who started Comic View. He's the owner and producer of Comic View. And he a lot of people are still eating off of Comic View. So I want to honor know, him. Right. Um, also honoring a local promoter in um, Atlanta. His name is Maurice Sims as promoter oh, yeah. of the year. I just I just interviewed yeah, boy, him. He's amazing. He's super, he's, he's super amazing. Dope and guy. what he does for comedy and all the rooms he's created for comedians in Atlanta yes. is amazing. Uh, Gary Abdul and Earthquake were the first urban black urban comedy club in Buckhead in Atlanta in the 80s and the 90s and stuff. So I'm honoring them as the Pioneer Award. And I'm bridging, I'm trying to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. uh, or the, 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 the saltiness between the internet comedians and the stand-up comedians. So I'm doing an award, and it's the Internet Sensation of the Year, and it's a voting thing where people have to go and vote for It's like 16 very amazing Internet Sensation comedians that crack me up. Yes. And so you have to go to vote. It's all over Instagram. You can go to Hope.Flood or Comics Rock uh, Convention on Instagram, and you can vote for your favorite internet comedian. And we're gonna announce the winner at the awards show. We're gonna have live performances. It's a purple carpet event. It's gonna be amazing. So that's on Sunday. Monday is our celebrity golf tournament. And uh, we're raising funds for comedians that are sick and shut in uh, for that. And then bowling tournament, like I can't swing no club hope. That's your I know fault. I can't either. I'm partnering with someone who's doing that. So <laughs> no, next year we'll do bowling. No, next year we'll do. I don't bowl either, but we'll do bowling. We'll do something that everybody can do. And then. Yeah, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is our workshops and seminars where we actually get into the work. And then there's showcases that night at, at, at Atlanta's Mainstream Comedy Clubs, which is the Punchline, the Atlanta Comedy Theater, and the new Uptown Comedy Club. So right, that's man. what's happening. And then after that, everybody go home and get away from me. Okay? Hope done turn this comedy thing into vacation Bible school. Like, you are about to educate some folk, Hope. But you know yes, what? That's exactly. You're doing something um, with comedy that I think I can't think of another comedian that's ever done anything like this before. Period. Not on that level. Not on Yeah. Just Never. to take no. shape, mold, educate, and give you every aspect of comedy. I know a lot of people going into the game, they get overwhelmed and they don't have guidance and they don't know who to ask, where to go, what to do. They don't understand the business. Um, so it is phenomenal that this is the space that you're creating and that you're 
giving them this guidance and just the the people that you named and the people that that are um, a part of it is going to be fantastic it's Thank going to be so fantastic yeah, it's it's really an assignment from god and i started with the female comedians in 2012 and i did it for them and then the men the male comedians started threatening me and like i'm gonna put on a heel and a wig and a dress and i'm coming i'm like look don't don't use the uh the convention as an excuse to want to put on a dress and stuff and so, <laughs> <laughs> you know and then and, and then i rebranded the name uh, after about two years and i uh it's called the comics rock convention and so all comedians can come it's not a black thing it's not a a white thing or hispanic thing it's a comedian thing that's right and everybody can learn from it and the, please the include the asians the for people you that you can meet and the networking. And if you want to go to Dallas, now you've met somebody from Dallas. You want to come to DC, you want to go to LA, you want to go wherever you are meet somebody. And these friendships has been, have been bonded over the last seven years of people that are still friends. Somebody told me today that they use some of the stuff from the convention to grow, you know, as a comedian and stuff. So it's a really fast paced comedian. It's a day and night thing. I tell people to either come in a day early, get you some rest because it's nonstop. It's nonstop for the next five days. And so, and it's going to be hot in Atlanta as well. So, you know, I tell them, get, get together, bunk up, get an Airbnb, get a hotel room, five of y'all, because you're going to have enough time to uh, lay down for a minute and get back up for the next event. It's very fast paced. I, I really like, I really like how you said that it was an assignment from God. I yeah. really like that because the Bible, Bible says that yes. you <laughs> are to take the seed that is put inside of you and let it grow. But um, I, I just... I, <laughs> you forgot what the Bible said? You forgot what the Bible said? That's on page 55. Um, look, oh, on page 55. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the Bible through. was broken down into pages. It's, 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 like it's, that. it's halfway uh, down a page. Uh, hope. Um, listen... Uh, my question is, I want to I want to go back to something that you said, because I think you used a real key word there. You said saltiness between the original stands ups and stand ups and this new generation of Internet comedians. Why do you feel there is a saltiness there? And is it or is it not valid for it to be there? Um, I think one, this social media, internet, and all this stuff—we never saw it coming. Our old heads, we just never—we were just doing stand-up. We never saw this coming. <clears throat> I think that's number one, and number two, I think that I'm not knocking what they do. I really enjoy what they do, but I don't. I think it needs to be another name, and it needs to be in another category. Max. I don't think it—it should be in the stand-up category because those skits can't translate into stand-up comedy when you're at a comedy club. They're good when you're videoing them. You can edit them down and do whatever you want to. But to get on stage and try to change from character to character in front of a live audience is, is impossible to do. But a lot of them are making a lot of money in stand-up comedy clubs, which is fine. But they're, they're putting them on shows with... Um, they're putting on shows with comedians, stand-up comedians, and they can't follow the, the stand-up comedians, a lot of them. They can't get so, past their introduction. 
Yeah, you know, and they but they have they bring the crowd and the club owners don't care. They just want asses and seats. Very true. So they don't care about who does what or what they go. They don't care. And a lot of them, what one club owner explained to me, they don't care if they bomb or do good or whatever. They just want to be able to touch Country Wayne. They want to just say, I I took a picture with Jeff Hilarious or any of these guys uh 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 Kerwin uh, Claiborne or any of these mm-hmm. these ones that I love TC I kill you I love all of these I love their skits those skits got me through the pandemic you know because we were I, it was just it was so sad and we were in in this pandemic those skits really helped a lot of us and so I think it's an amazing thing that they do but I think there's just another name for it and another lane they need to be in and that's just my opinion it's not gold. Now playing devil's advocate and then I'll turn it over to Terrence. What how do you combat the now you're the get off my lawn woman? How do you combat that moniker? What because I understand what it is you just said. Even okay. being new to the game, I understand that but when you're in this 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 uh, era now, it seems like whenever you speak facts or speak truth to power, you're labeled a hater. So, how do you combat the oh you become the old woman who says get off my lawn and lawn is that your lawn is your stand up? Well, see, it was never me. I I I don't care. I feel like we have a lot of talents. I I don't think that. We're just stand-up comedians. I know comedians who sing. I know comedians who rap. I know comedians who write books and 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 all kinds of stuff. That's what the convention's about: is stirring up your other gifts. Because let's face it, and this is what the internet comedians. It, it's it's true. Being a stand-up is not enough. It's not enough. So you have other gifts inside of you that you haven't even thought of. You have other lanes and other jobs you can do in this business that you didn't even know you had. When I got a job on the radio in 2004 and moved to Dallas, I didn't know I could do radio. And then when we did radio and I took the station, we, my team and I, we took the station from a .09 to a 2.4 in less than two years, which is unheard of in radio. I felt like I was born to do radio, but had I not had the opportunity to do it and somebody hadn't been looking at me and, and unbeknownst to me that he was looking at me, I would have never known and, and been able to get that type of opportunity. So we as comedians and entertainers, we have a lot of lanes, we have a lot of gifts. You know, Jamie Foxx is a triple, they say triple threat, but he's really more than that. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy sings. Jamie sings. They act. They do all kinds of things and stuff. So you can't just pigeonhole us into one category. So I was never salty about the internet comedians. I'm just mad because I didn't think of the shit first. No, I'm right. Just right. Okay. okay. I'm just mad because I don't do that kind of stuff. Or I don't know how to do it. I'm not, I'm not that kind of, I used to. Before I discovered stand-up, I used to do skits like in Living Color and parodies and and things like that. But I'm 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 not that person anymore. But I'm I'm honored. I I love it, and I think that it it's deserving, and I think it's brought to the forefront, and that's why I'm doing that award to bring them to let them know we get it. We're good. We're good. And now a lot of the the the, the big name comedians are going out with them because they bring the crowd. My Epps is taking a lot of them out yeah. with him. Very true. Very true. Very that. true. Yeah. Thank you, Hope. What's up, Hope? How you how you been? I've been great. How about you? Maintaining, you know, doing me. So I gotta ask you about relationships in comedy. How important is it to uh uh hold on to relationships within comedy? 
What kind of relationship? I, I'm, I'm not talking about the nasty kind, Hope. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not talking about the nasty kind. I'm talking about those relationships that you that you that you build. Say you go to a certain city and you meet certain comedians, and and they're not the traveling comedians, and how important is it for you to keep contact with those comedians? When you say they're not the traveling comedian, what does that mean? They just want to be local. They just want to stay there. They never want to branch out of their city and explore. And it's not that they really don't grow their comedy. I don't know. It's not that they don't want to. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that they don't want to. They just don't, they probably don't have the know-how or the, how do I put this? Hmm. They don't know where to go or who to call or Absolutely. something like that. That's, that's, like that. that's what I was saying, yes. And how is how important is, is it for me to stay in touch with those people? <laughs> the, the, vet, the veteran comedians. At what point in time do we call a guest on to interview herself? I mean... <laughs> Terrence. <laughs> Why am I... Wait, um, I, think, I think it depends on the... on what that person does in their city. Are they... You know, do they have a, a hot room that I want to do? Um, are they my friend? Um, am I trying to encourage them to branch out or mentor them? It just depends. Um, most of my relationships with comedians are very solid. I mean, I have 30 year friendships with a lot of my comedian friends, me, Lunell, Shane, Quake, you know, I, you know, we, we all started in this game together and we still friends to this day. It's just a, it's a love and a, a camaraderie that we have for each other. And then some people I'll never fuck with again in my life. I never want to see them no more again in my life. Okay. I mean, it just, it's like with any job, anything that you do, you click with some people, you work with some, can I work with that person? Yeah. And then some people I don't ever want to work with. So it just, it just depends on the person and, and what they're providing for in, in that city. I hope I answered that. You did. Yes, you did, Hope. As okay. elegantly okay. as you could, even though okay. you had to ask yourself the question. You're um, but <laughs> now, but but Hope, let me let me let me throw this at you because we're talking about uh, sensitivity, and I've always been a fan of comedy even before I I I I don't want to call myself a comedian. I want to say I'm an aspiring comedian. Um, yes. The one thing that I will say, watching comedy, even retroactively, is that there was always a freedom to say something. There was always a freedom to be yourself, whether it was Red Fox, Richard Pryor, definitely with Eddie Murphy in the 80s, even the Martin and Chris Rock. Now we have gotten into this era where freedom is no longer free you pray you pay a hefty price mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, the freedoms mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. indulge in on stage how does a yeah. veteran like you who is an old school comedian and growing up in comedy in that era how do you combat this new politically correct climate where everything you have to say has yeah. to you know mm-hmm. how, how how do you combat that well, I don't give a fuck, but <laughs> can I get a more in-depth answer? Hope, please. I, mean, I, true, I think I got to that level where, like, when um, Tracy Morgan and 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 I didn't agree with it what they did to him when he said, "If my son," he didn't say your son, sons of this. Oh, you mean Kevin Hart? My son. No, no, no. Tracy Morgan said it first. Oh, he did. And he said, "If my son was gay," and and they made him. 
do all of these LGBTQUI elemental P motherfucking SVCBS. They they made him do every march parade to apologize and everything. And um, even when Kevin Hart said it, they didn't want to let him host the Oscars. And it was something he had said 12 years prior. You know, it, it was just crazy. And I said the day that they start censoring comedians is the day it is over. Because we say what people can't say. We say what you want to say. We are your, your, your mouthpiece. So we get to say it and we get to say it in a funny way. We get to say it in a political way. We get to say it in a, in, however we dish it, we get to say it. But the, you know, so they're starting the, the country, we're sensitive. And right now, like Lunell says all the time, ain't shit really funny. So for us to get on stage and still try to be relevant and try to be funny, in it when it, we're in a climate where, like you said, everything is sensitive. We're in, a, we're in, the, we're in the middle of history where we're in, in the middle of a pandemic that happens every hundred years. And we're just in this time of life where we're in the pandemic. Thank God we won't be here for the next one, the next hundred years. At least we won't be as the same people. But, you know, so so I just, I just believe that we say what people don't want to say. And when they start censoring us, it's going to be really hard because Who's going to speak for the people? Who's going to say what needs to be said? Uh, Dave Chappelle says what he wants to say because Dave don't give a fuck. Dave has had 10 pilots and he has walked away from a lot of stuff. He has gone away for eight years and came back bigger and better. So, I mean, who's going to touch him? He, he makes money and he's relevant and he stays relevant. And so now he's giving opportunities to other comedians now, you know. And so I just think that... Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's sad that we have to be censored. I haven't been censored yet. You know, Linnell hasn't been censored. I have a, a censored. I tell a joke about being, about retarded kids. And people are like, oh my God, it's not retarded no more. It's, what is this, mentally challenged or right. special? I don't right. know what they call it now. And so, but where I come from, it's called retarded and you lick the window, okay, of uh, the bus. That's where I go. Right. So, so I ain't got to that level yet where they have censored me. It's coming, I'm sure. <laughs> That's facts. So with so much um, time in on this game and all the things that you've done, do you feel like you've had your biggest success yet? No, not not even scratched the surface. Haven't scratched the surface. And I think part of it is I wanted, I, it's, it's a lot of things. Um, it's one, I was a single mother and I had to raise my son. I was violated in my own family by my uncle growing up. And so I felt like if my if my blood will do it to me, the world ain't got nothing for me. And so I made sure I protected my son. So there was a lot of opportunities that I missed because I wasn't just leaving him with anybody. Um, it's something I told, I was saying this on a show the other day, um, boys can get over Boys can get, I mean, women, girls can, and I'm not saying this as a disrespect, so hear me. Women can get over being violated and raped. It seems like men and boys just don't get over it the same way. And so I have a son and I felt like my job as his mother was to protect him. Just from that experience that I had with my own family, I felt like if, if my own blood would do that to me, then what does the what would the world do to, to me or my son? So I've always kept him close to me and even now we're tighter than tight we have a cannabis business together he's my ride or die you know and he's grown with his own kids and those are the things i teach him so I so I, there's a lot of things that i just could not do and so 
I didn't want to leave him. And when I would go, I could go for about five or six days, seven days, kids fear abandonment. And then he'd start acting up in school and then I'd have to come home. And then one day I told him, I said, now look, I sat him down. I said, I have found the thing that I love to do. Now, if I have to go home, if I have to come off this road or stop doing what I love to do and go get a job, I'm going to make your fucking life miserable. Me and you ain't going to be happy up in here. Me and you ain't going to be happy up in here. And he, he understood right. after a while. But still, I, I made sure he had food and the bills were paid and I would go and come back or he would go to somebody's house. His dad every now and then show up, kick in, this and that. So... Um, there, so there was a lot of things that I could not do that I wanted to do. And so when I say, when people, when you ask me, have I had my basic success? No, because I haven't had my biggest opportunity yet because I wasn't raising a kid. And so that's it. Now I have grandkids. Now I'm older. I'm 30 years in this game. I'm 55. I started when I was 25, 26. Now I'm older. Do I want that? Do I want to work as hard for that level of success? I don't know anymore. I think I'm a I, I'm a great comedian, but I think I'm a producer. I think I think my job and my destiny is to help other people and put them on and give them opportunities and stuff. And that still puts me in the business. That still allows me to do what I want to do, but it allows me to do it at my own pace when I want to do it. Um, do I want to be on the road living out suitcases and stuff anymore? I don't think I want that. I've missed out on amazing relationships. For my dream you know and um and i don't know now i don't know if i want that now hope um first i applaud you for uh coming onto this platform and, and speaking your truth and i want to delve into that a little bit especially in the black community uh mm -hmm. we have a lot of pains and a lot of traumas yeah i know people say comedy is therapy but what is your take a on actually going to a therapist to work those out and B, how does that pain translate to your comedy? Because I remember well, Keenan Ivory Wayne saying that from uh, pain, uh, joy or laughter comes from pain. So it does. So it does. That's why you have the drama faces and one is happy and one is sad. Um, first of all, it's untreated trauma. In the black community, it's, it's still untreated trauma where, you know, in our community, Growing up, if you went to a therapist, you was considered retarded. Something was wrong with you. So it's been taboo. So we didn't go. You just dealt with it. Or your mama told you, ain't nothing wrong with you. Just go pray or take some Robitussin and go to bed or something like that. So we never even recognized what it was. When we look back on my cousin had dyslexia before they even diagnosed it. They just thought he was, he, he was dumb. You know, my grandmother, my grandmother had a sixth grade education and they thought she was dumb, but she needed glasses, mm -hmm. you know, and, and at, at like, you know, six or seven years old, that's unheard of. Who's a kid need glasses? Or if you were left handed, you thought on another side of your brain and they felt like you was, you know, that you couldn't learn. So now that they know what all of these things are, you know, and now you could get treatment. Now it's. It's fashionable. It's the thing to do now to have a therapist, especially in L.A. Everybody goes to therapy now. You know, me and my therapist or my therapist said, so now it's cool to have a therapist. Now it's cool to go to counseling and stuff. I have a therapist. I go to counseling and then comedy is my therapy. And so when the pandemic first happened and we it's one thing to take a break from comedy, but it's another thing that the thing that you love, the thing that that heals you has been taken away from you. That's another thing. And I saw I was seeing comedians on live. I said, that nigga ain't going to make it. <laughs> he ain't going to make it. <laughs> because the love of the fans, the love of the laughter, the love. Some, some comedians and entertainers, that's the only love they really get. Mm 
is the the love of the fans or mm. the or 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 somebody saying you my favorite comedian or people coming to see you and you talk about your pain and we're gonna laugh about it and stuff and so we missed that and and a lot of comedians i think really had to go inside of themselves to really figure out who they were so they couldn't go crazy because that is our therapy is getting on stage and so when we come to the comedy club, y'all think it's about y'all. This is about our therapy. This is right. about us feeling better about right. our pain. And that really is what comedy is. And that's true. So, you know, it, it just to get back out again and get on stage. I was out the other night at the club. We stayed in the parking lot, and just hung out to two or three in the morning. And, so, and, it, and you know, and it was rough in the neighborhood. But we were like, we don't even care about getting shot. Shit, we just happy to be out and seeing each other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it right. was just that. And we've been out every night going someplace, doing something. I, I told somebody, you can invite me to a booger eating contest. I'm going, okay? And so, so, <laughs> so I, I, that's what I believe. Okay, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, finally, well, I'm sorry. I'm hogging all the time with Hope. It's know, okay. It's been, I'm, I'm serious, <laughs> you know. No, the only person's voice I love to hear more than mine is yours, Hope, baby. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody bring hope here for you to flirt I'm with. Just saying, like, what's going on? I'm just saying, flood. Let me, me tell you something. Great, you ain't seen me. You ain't seen me. I done went to Mexico and had my whole body snatched. I got a somebody. fat ass and everything. Hope you better stop. Hold up. 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 I passed up. I passed up on hope. Ooh, ooh. Who was this? That's yeah, Nat Z. See, that's, that's why. Terrence that's Hawkins. why. That's why. Don't do that. The Duke of Comedy. Th- that's you why. Tell everybody else who you are. That's why I was trying to keep <laughs> it. Who, T- so T- who passed up on me? Who Terrence up on Hawkins. Me, T- but I'm gonna tell you. Well, so yesterday I was talking to Ballhead Phillips. He told me tell you, hey, but, hey, my friend. And he was like, "Have you seen Hope?" I Hope, said, "I haven't stop seen her in me. a minute." He was like, "A well, Hope body bad." I was looking at this Joan. I ain't even know it was her. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I took, look, I took all of my PPP money and I went and invested it in me, me, me. Ain't okay? nothing wrong with that, baby. You about, happy with it? Hey, you like it? I love it. I'm about to bring I you. I my coochie fixed. I had everything fixed. Hey, that coochie rejuvenation ain't. Hey, hey, Hope. We we hey, was in Hope. We was in Hawaii. Hope. We was in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, I'm about to take you back. This is for me and Hope right here. I'm about to take. Huh. You, I'm about to take you back. We was in Hawaii. Me and you was in Hawaii. You was in Hawaii and you came over there with uh, what was my man and I got on his jacket. Rodney. You was with no. Rodney. What was my man with the jacket? I'm talking about man. I got this from Will Smith. I said, nigga, I don't give a fuck who you got the jacket from. Oh God. I'm, Tony I'm, Roberts. No, nah, I wasn't Tony. No. It wasn't Tony. Okay, so we was in Hawaii. Okay, okay. And what happened? <laughs> Clearly, kept, he ain't get that. Nah, you kept, you kept, you kept, you kept asking me for a ride back to the hotel, and my wife was there. She was like, "You ain't taking her back nowhere." And then I was supposed to come to the hotel the next day and pick y'all up, and we were supposed to go hang out. But maybe just to hang out. But if I knew your wife was there, I don't mess. Nah, she with wasn't. Her, nah, you didn't know she was oh. there. The way I was hanging around you, you oh, ain't listen. know. Oh, listen. The way oh, you was on well. Hope's I, I, ass, is that what you mean? You oh, was girl, on her ass. Uh, <laughs> I think I hugged her all night. Hope, Hope, Hope this is Doug, and um, hey Doug, I ain't got no wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me go ahead. And, let me go ahead and start possible. this. Everybody got somebody. No, nah, let me go ahead. Okay. Nah, he's so, lonely. Let me go ahead. I'm not lonely. I'm by myself. Hope, okay, that's a difference. It's a difference? Hope, yes. I've been watching you for so long, trying to get my yes. courage up to be so strong. 
I really want to I think they want a song baby, about that. But I'm kind of scared. This is original. Because you're the kind of lady ho. <laughs> With so much class. Get my thoughts together, Hope. And my thoughts are on you, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm a cancer you know. and I will go with that. I'm going to tell you right cancer. now, Hope. See, your problem is men yes. can't handle that current that is Hope Flood. But I got I'm a damn, that. I, I'm I got a damn men. for you, baby. I got a damn no, I, I, for I, I, you. I'll say insecure men that aren't strong probably can't handle it. Girl, I'm I, I've met some men in my lifetime that are that are really cool. My dude now, he, damn, he, he, yo, he don't mess around at my dude now don't play. I had to go back and get him because he told me, he tells me the truth that I couldn't handle it at the time. Mm. So I had to go back and get, I said, Ati, have you ever met a nigga so bad you made you want to get your credit straight? Yes. Oh, yes, I have. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Smoke to that. Say that again. Yes, I have. I met a man so bad made me go get my credit straight. Okay. Because let me tell you, is that doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often where a woman can truly be wowed by a man, be um, impressed by a man, and then motivate us to be better for that man. Mm. A lot of times, it's the woman that pushes the man to be better. But when you find a man that can push the female to be better, that's a rarity. That's a rarity. And this one did, and I broke up with him for like two years because I didn't understand what he was trying to tell me. Uh Because I had never had no man talk to me and tell me. It It was the way he said it was ugly, but it needed to be said. Because like I tell my son, at the end of the day, it, it it is how you say it. But if you ain't shit and you a bitch ass nigga, I can say it nice. I can say it sarcastic. I can say it loud. I can. But the what is a nice way to say a bitch ass nigga? Please I tell me. I can say me. it. You a bitch ass nigga. You say it and then you smile when you finish. You know, like that. So <laughs> that's what I do. I give you a little. So hold, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm sensitive. I'm a bitch ass nigga, but I'm sensitive. Please, hope, tell me. In your nicest way, how I'm a bitch ass nigga and this ain't working out no more. I want to hear this shit. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. You know. You are, You really are a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. You know. I like you, but you know you're a bitch ass nigga, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't no damn nice way of saying that. Oh. <laughs> At the end of the day, it is the same thing. So even though I didn't like what he said, I did process it. And I went and fixed all of the things that I needed to fix. Even not to just be with him, just to be a better woman. And to be with whoever I'm going to be with at that time. So I did go back and was like, I I didn't understand it at the time. I thought you were just being mean. He was like, no, I never stopped loving you and you run from me. I said, no, I needed to go get my shit together. Mm. And then come back okay. and pray that you'd be still available because you're a great man and stuff okay. because nobody has ever told me those things. Okay. And so I had to go fix on me and, and not just my physical, but my mental. I had to get my I'm, I'm a strong woman. I'm, I'm very strong, but I'm sensitive. You know, sometimes I'm not insecure. Even as a big girl, I ain't never been no insecure girl, but I was not happy being a big girl. I am five feet tall. I wear a six and a half shoe. Me weighing 300 pounds was killing me. It was killing me. You got Doug crying. So, so hold, hold on, baby. <laughs> so, hold, what you tell it? So, hold, what I, you It was killing me. me. What you tell Everything me? that Everything that is wrong with you, 
as far as your health is related to your weight. So I would go to the doctor and I say, my knees hurt, lose 50 pounds. My back hurt, lose 50 pounds. I got sleep apnea, lose 50 pounds. Everything, thank God I never got diabetes and stuff, but lose 50 pounds. And I just was not happy. And I'm not doubting or knocking the big girls who are confident, the Lizzo's and this and that. I'm not knocking that. Do what you do. It just didn't, it didn't work for me after so long. And I just was not happy. Uh, I carried myself. I did what I needed to do, but I just was not happy. I'm a petite girl, so I'm back to that, and I'm I'm better for it. I'm loving me, and I'm, I'm now I can pick and choose and not have to settle for what wants me. I'm so happy for you, Hope. Went out and brought her. Best I'm so back. happy for you, Hope. It is. Thank you. I know it's an amazing. I want to see you, Hope, to I be there. I'm happy Ooh, for man. you. Slide in my DMs, Hope, and send me a picture. Hope, Hope is with credit correct Carl. She don't need you no more. Doug, I got a fat ass too, Doug. I got a fat ass. Oh, All I said was in the DM. Fixed. Girl, I know you killing her. Hope, you don't understand. I'm an ass man, Hope. I'm an yeah, ass I'm man, ass. Hope. Ass. Like, understand this, Hope. <laughs> understand this, Hope. This is how I judge women. If your face is a four and your body is an eight, that's 12. Divided by two that's is good. six. You still above average, baby. Yeah, like, hope you, got, hope you got ass? Yeah. Well, I hope. Yeah. I see you. And titties. I had them breast lift, implants, everything. Oh, the, shit, bitch. God I want to see what this woman milk I don't wear a bra. I got it. All right, you coming to D.C. You don't even wear a bra and panties. You coming to D.C. You are. You are. a picture. The hell with the pictures. You coming to D.C. You know what? This lets you know that she's a woman of God. She don't wear bra and panties no more. God, the Bible says, to set off every weight that easily besets you. Them panties and bra easily beset you and you threw them weights off. You better lift your hands open and receive that. Yeah, I'm so sad. Got it. Get that blessing. So I'm encouraging other people. Now I'm the and people say, you know, it it's also been taboo for black women in our community to get work done. It's been yeah. taboo for us to to fix on ourselves, and, and men saying, "Oh, we love you naturally, we love you this," but then we don't see you with us. We see you with the woman with the with the fat asses and the long weaves and and who have had work done. Y'all say that, but y'all don't y'all don't really be with women like that. And if you do, you be with her and then cheat with the one who's had the work done. So. Yeah. We are getting mm. work done. The Hispanic girls are getting work done. The white girls been getting work done. You know, so it's 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 nothing. So I don't I don't hide behind. I'm not one of them Hollywood people. When you see people in Hollywood go away for six months, either they didn't went to rehab or they went and had some work done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rehab Very or work true. done. Very rehab true. or they didn't went and had work done. So I just I decided to work on me. This whole year and a half, I had about I probably had about twelve surgeries. And stuff. So I just I don't have a high tolerance for pain, but I just had I needed to work on me. I needed to after I lost 120 pounds, I had to get rid of all the hanging skin and all the fat yeah. and all of this and that. I had to get rid of all of that. And so this time off, because I never had the time to do it, because I was always on the road. We go on the road Thursday, we come back Monday. We have enough time to wash some clothes, pay a bill, lay down, and get go back, back out again. It. So yeah. this whole pandemic gave me the chance to just work on me. Just really work on me and to take a hard look at myself and say, what makes me unhappy? 
What is it the thing that is making me unhappy? What is the thing that makes me want to take my 38 special and blow my motherfucking brains out? What is mm. it? What is it? Mm. And people don't talk about that. And it's not mental illness. It's just sadness and depression and things like that. And so what makes you do that? And so I had to really take time to figure out I don't like the way I look in the mirror. I don't like being fat. I don't like not being able to be healthy. I don't like that I can't walk. I don't like my knees hurting. I don't like wearing a CPAP machine at night. It ain't sexy. It ain't cute. You right. know, I didn't. I don't like any of those things. And so, so I just took this time to just work on me, just to work on me. And so now me looking good, my doctor's like, you know, you got other people. I said, I got to good, look good too. And then I can bring them all. Trust I know me, that's I right. Well, I'm telling you, you know, whatever. So, and that's, that's what I've been what doing. You in this business with these HDT TVs, they can see your veins and stuff. They can see what you're thinking now, you know, whatever. And so that's just what I've been doing, just working on me for a change. I take care of everybody else. I take care of so many people and, and not just not financially per se, but just mentally and yeah. I, I spiritually. And I feed into so many people. And this time I just decided to work on me, just me. Amen. Well, congratulations Ain't to you. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I know I've been watching you sell jewelry on Instagram. <laughs> I can't wait to see you, Hope, and hug you in person. I can't I'm wait a, to wrap I'm my eyes pay, around I'm that a, new skinny. I'm going to pay attention a little closer now. T-Fay, this your phone? This your cell phone? Yes. Let me see if I can send a picture while I'm on phone so y'all can gawk. Don't be having me slob on T-Phone. Don't be doing that. No, but I I am just so, so happy for you. I can... I can hear the difference, and it is amazing. I'm excited. I have Thank it. you. I'm not, you know, I get sad. I'm a cancer. I get sad when the wind blow at 3 o'clock on the Thursday. When That's is your birthday? July 5th. It was July 5th. Wow. My oh, birthday and Toot's birthday. birthday. Uh, T's daughter. So I'm, just, and... I'm just in a better place That's what's in up. my life. I don't have a lot Passes of unnecessary distractions. And if something is, is vexing my soul, I just get rid of it. Yeah, I refuse to be unhappy. I refuse to let people make me unhappy. Even my son, and he's we're very close. He, you know, it's that age, y'all men, y'all try to buck up at your mama and say crazy stuff to her at 34 years old. My son tried to say, I said, where is all this coming from? You talking back to me? He said, well, mama, I was when I was a kid, I was being fake. I said, no, you were being respectful so you could stay alive. <laughs> That's Indeed. what he was doing. You better preach. Indeed. I said, now one of two things are gonna happen. Either you're gonna be respectful and go back to that, or I'm going to fuck you up, or I'm going to quit fucking with you. It's one, it's one of those things. Because I am That's your mother, cancer. and until you do right by me, your life ain't going to go right. Because I am your guardian angel, and I'm going to always be on your ass, because I invented, I invented, I coined the phrase, and I should sue somebody in Minnesota. I coined the phrase, I've been using a knee on a nigga neck for 100 years. I still got my knee on my son's neck. I because I right. think as a mother, that's our job. If we see our children going down the wrong path, I don't, you don't need to go down that alley. I went down that alley, nigga. I almost didn't make it back. I seen some shit I should not have seen. And everything, you ain't got to experience everything. Nigga, the stove is hot. You ain't got to touch it. I just told you. The motherfucker is hot. Did you so, color purple curse your son and said until yes, you I do did. right by until me? Until you do right by me. Everything you even think about. Going everything you're going to do. And he, my son, one of them kids, he, he a thug. He, he ain't no thug, but he tatted up and all of that. But he, but, he, but he loves me. He loves me to death. And, you know, we just have an amazing, unique relationship. But every now and then, every now and then, he try to, he try to pull one on me. And I had to go 
get gangster on him. He tried to act like he's smarter than me. I said, nigga, go look in the dictionary. Slick, I invented slick. You're going to see my picture in the, in the fucking dictionary. I invented slick. You can't out-slick the slickster. But, you know, but he's a good person. He's grown up to be an amazing man and a, a great father. And um, I just thank God that he's always just been respectful and don't go in jail and on drugs and, and none of that. And he just, you know, he, he's a good kid. I, I really like him sometimes and sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, Pope, we want to thank you so much for uh, gracing so us with your presence today. Um, we definitely want to uh, wish you uh, blessings in all your future endeavors, except with uh, Credit Correct Carl. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Let my girl be happy. My girl and, uh, happy better we, be no, happy. But wanna, yes, oh. but once again, from Conversations with Comedians, we want to say happy belated birthday to you, to Thank the you. great Hope Flood, and we will see you down in Atlanta, because I plan on coming down there and seeing that ass. I mean, oh, seeing... Yeah, I'm going uh, to send a picture to the ass. I'm going to let you see it tonight. I'm going to oh, let you see it in 54321. Special at the Bethesda. Yeah, at the Bethesda oh, Jazz and Blues uh, that's Club. Fantastic. With um, Dave 
Dave Chappelle. Dave yeah. Chappelle is giving people one hour specials and stuff, and Quake is one of them. He said it's the biggest break of his life. I just got off. I do uh, his radio show with him once a week on um on Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud. He calls me Lucifer because I go in there and turn their motherfucking ass out. I know that's <laughs> right. And, and so y'all have to listen, and it's amazing, and Quake is amazing, and it's well-deserving. So I'm going to come down there for one of, one of those dates. Okay, so well, I look forward to see. Yeah, yes, you know yes. I'm gonna take you tell, out, girl. Tell, tell Earthquake if he uh, DMs uh, conversation underscore with comedians. We got his shirt in the mail for him too. Or if you send it to me, I'll get it to him. All right, okay. cool. All right, got you. But he lives here. He lives here. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was the great Hope Flood joining us today. Yes. She is a friend of the show, and she will definitely be back. We love yes. you, greatness. Thank uh, you. They don't love you as much as I just found out that I love you. But um, <laughs> I, I, I know that you can call me anytime. I mean, us anytime. And if I pick up, don't worry about the other two. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, disrespect. No, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> love love conversations Thank with comedians. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank you. We love you too. See okay, you, Hope. All right, bye. Bye. That's what's up. Man, that was beautiful. That's what's Hope up. took us all the way to the end, man. Um, yes. Yes. And it was much needed. Yes, it yeah. was. It was much needed. I'm so mad that nobody in here went live. She dropped She dropped jewels. Mm -hmm. She did. She dropped. When, when I say she dropped jewels, she dropped jewels. And that conference, yeah. we're going. We're, we're going to the conference. Yeah, I'm not going, but. No, you're going. Uh, we'll discuss <laughs> if I have the if I have the caveman drag you down there yeah, yeah, by your coincidentally what? I'm off too for like that whole week. Oh yeah, you go. Learned anything? You don't tell T Gray what she doing. Oh no, even this, if it's for her own good, this, she will buck against man, this. I'm telling T Gray, you gonna breathe <laughs> <laughs> and this we'll week. hold that shit. I'm telling you, no, we hey, going, we going. We're, hey, but we we're definitely we thank Hope uh, Flood for joining us. We're about ready to get off. Um, it is eight o'clock. Join us next week at six p.m. on NLGRadio.com. Conversations with comedians bringing comedy to the conversation for the Duke of Comedy, Mr. Terrence Hawkins, for the Voice of Intimacy, Miss T. Gray. I am your host, Mr. Perspective, Doug Bennett. We love y'all and we are out. Peace. Yay, yay.